Hello and welcome to the Jonathan Swift Festival 2019. My name is Andrew Smith. I'm one of the organisers of this year's festival. I'm joined by Laura, who's one of my fellow festival organisers. Hello. Um, so, first of all, welcome to um, our podcast. Um, we're going to talk you through what we have to offer uh, this year's festival. Before mm-hmm. we do that, maybe we'll chat a little bit about, about Swift himself, because I'm conscious that not everyone necessarily knows who Swift is. True, very um, true. Would it be fair to say that you didn't know much about Swift before you worked in the cathedral? <laughs> <laughs> well, not, like most people, I did know that he wrote uh, Gulliver's Travels. It was a story that I enjoyed in childhood. Now I'm seeing a, a different side of it. But my knowledge of Swift would have been limited, to say the least, before joining the cathedral. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, I suppose that's what most people, if you say to them, they visit the cathedral, who is Jonathan Swift? They mm. may know Gulliver's Travels, um, but it's probably fair to say that he's got a lot more strings to the bow than that. Uh, he's actually quite a hard person to kind of pin down. He's incredibly complex. Yeah. He's... Um, there's so many different uh, facades of his character and different uh, variations and contradictions. On one hand, he was uh, distraught at being exiled to Ireland. Um, and then on the other hand, he stood up for the Irish poor and mm. really, really fought hard to increase you know, the quality of their mm. life. And of course, I should say he was, he was from Ireland originally. I mean, he was born uh, a couple of minutes walk from... Uh, the cathedral it doesn't really exist today Holy's Court is down beside um, Dublin Castle um, kind of mm. Ship Street that kind of area there uh, of the city so he was very much a local um, but as you say would have almost considered having to come back to Ireland in his later life as being like an exile to like a cultural backwater you know he wanted to yeah. be in London didn't he where well, that's where all the action was yeah, 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 yeah. they talk about the two cities of the empire London being the primary city of the empire and for him Dublin was a step down even though it was his own his hometown hmm. so he is a very complex figure obviously he's best known for literature mm. but also he's involved in kind of political commentary mm. he wrote under a pseudonym uh, M.B. Drapier um, and, and would have campaigned particularly against the introduction of a new currency in Ireland. I don't know if you knew about that. No. It's called the Woods, uh, Woods Halfpence. Okay. Um, and so the, the government decided they wanted a different currency in Ireland. And he kind of realised that actually it was going to really affect the Irish economy. Mm. So he wrote under this, this pseudonym, M.B. Drapier, um, and wrote these letters. Now, a lot of the time people knew that it was Swift. Yeah. You know, even Gulliver's Travels... It wasn't, I don't think, originally published under his name, but everyone kind of knew that it was him. He was a really famous person of his day as well. He's probably mm. one of the most famous people living in Ireland at the time, which again, we kind of don't get our heads around. Um, and it actually also, you were mentioning you were in St. Patrick's Hospital recently, so you maybe yeah. the different string to his bow. You were in St. Patrick's Hospital recently, weren't you? Yeah, I was there for Culture Night. And... Um, during Culture Night, they gave a great, fascinating talk. Did you know, Andrew, that on Swift's deathbed, he bequeathed a large sum of money that was used for the foundation of St. Patrick's Hospital? Okay. A hospital that was going to be uh, for the humane treatment of people with mental health problems. Yeah. Um, and so, I, like, of course, at the time, he, you would have had places in England, uh, Bethlehem Hospital, or, or Bedlam, as it was kind of mm. nicknamed, which was synonymous, I suppose, with like a really poor treatment of people who were yeah. suffering from mental health. You know, they were treated like animals, really. 
Um, and so this is something which kind of outraged Swift and he, of course, changed as well then, didn't he, to, to, to say that Absolutely. he, at his death, uh, all of this money that he had made in his lifetime, and he was a pretty wealthy guy, I think, by the end, he, end of his life, um, from the various books and, of course, from being dean of the cathedral here, mm. um, that all of this money would go toward founding this, this new hospital, St. Patrick's Hospital. So, Speaking of his books... One thing that really fascinated me is when initially when I read Gulliver's Travels, I read it as a simple uh, fiery tale. But looking back now, there's so many layers mm. upon layers um, on it, and you can read it in so many different ways. You know, you know that story with the egg yeah. thing, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, about yeah. talking about nearly the futility of war and how wars can be Do you started. Remember why the war? What the war? The issue of the war was in Gulliver's Travels. Tell me about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think. The, the two different islands were in dispute over the very, very important issue of how you should open your egg, basically. Still so, relevant today. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. So basically, again, it's like poking fun at the idea of conflict, war, yeah. that basically people would just go to war over absolutely anything. Um, so, and I think there's another section of Gulliver's Travels where there's, there's people who are obsessed by science, mm. you know, sort of obsessed by measuring things. These are all really yeah. pertinent issues, you'd say, even today, people are kind of obsessed by science. Was you know? he ahead of his time, would you say? D- definitely, absolutely, definitely, you know. Um, but it's just interesting to parallel his society with ours. You know, he was growing up in the Enlightenment kind of period mm. and people were becoming a lot more interested in science. Um and he said, yeah, okay, it, it has its value, but it, it's not going to answer every question. You know, it's not going to answer all the questions we have. So again, an interesting maybe parallel with, with today's society. Sure. So that's, I suppose, a kind of a, a little, well, hopefully we gave you a bit of an overview of maybe Swift himself. Lots of interesting things, very varied character. And so what does the festival, how does the festival come into this? Well, the festival's going to run out, it runs at the end of November. The 2019 festival mm-hmm. is from the 21st to the 24th of November. And we have an action-packed programme of events dotted all across Dublin, mm. from um, walks, talks and tours in St. Patrick's Cathedral, naturally, um, the City Assembly Hall. We, do you know we've got an amazing lunch, Georgian lunch in Dublin Very, Castle? Wow. In the state apartments in Dublin Castle. That's going to be amazing because it's like yes. a really lavish surrounding, incredible, you know, so it's a Georgian building, the state apartments mm-hmm. built in the kind of 1690s, I think, 1700s. So from the period, Swift's kind of period, um, we're serving like food. What is the food? What is What, what do you eat? What's a Georgian food? Well, listen, come along on the day and find out. But it's a period, authentic Georgian meal created mm-hmm. by an amazing um, team. We also are going to have um, beautiful classic um, entertainment in the afternoon. Funny feeling it's going to be two amazing harpists. We may have a string quartet. Okay. There's lots wow. of surprises on the day, but it's promising to be one of the, one I, of the highlights. I've seen that harper before as well. Um, Mary Nolan. Mary Nolan, because yeah. she performed in the cathedral a couple of years ago, and she did an incredible piece where she performed um, music by people like uh, Carolyn, Tribe Carolyn. Uh, and kind of, you know, told a little bit about the story behind the music, mm. like kind of contextualized it. So she's gonna, I think she's gonna do that in between courses, is she during yeah, the lunch? That's it. Um, but it's going to be an amazing event. Naturally, people are very, very welcome to dress up in period costume if they like. Okay. 
or a dress to impress in your finest modern day clothes. <laughs> um, that, that is one event. Um, completely contrasting um, mm. the opposite side of the city, we are going to be inviting people to come along to a casual choir. Mm. It's going to be turn up and sing. Um, for and they're going to be able to perform Handel's Messiah after a day of workshops because this is not something you can turn up and sing you yeah. know, on yeah, the air. Yeah, yeah. But we're going to have a day of workshops with musical conductor Bernie Sherlock mm-hmm. of Dublin Voices, New Voices? New Dublin Voices, yeah. New Dublin yeah, 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 Voices. Yeah, yeah. She, I think, and she uh, used to or still does the, the Colwick uh, Society, I think, That's as well. That's it, yeah. Um, so she's very well known and she's going to basically kind of guide people through how to, to go about singing this, this hand, really famous handle Messiah. You know, the Alleluia bit is the bit that everyone knows. Shall we do it now? Uh, no, we won't. No, we won't. <laughs> That's because we haven't had a day of training or burning. If we have, we would be able to sing it. <laughs> well, that's probably stretching it. But um, <laughs> um, So people will turn up and they'll be taught by Bernie and then they will come back in the evening and then they'll perform, I guess, here in the cathedral to their family and friends. So it'll be an amazing experience. To have the opportunity to perform in St. Patrick's Cathedral mm. is it's an amazing opportunity. Yeah, yeah. It's so, promising to be a great um, event. So the theme, actually, of the festival this yeah. year is a little bit different from in previous years. In previous yeah. years, it was kind of a bit of everything and yeah. a little bit of about mental health, a little bit about literature and so on. And this year, we're, we're kind of focusing maybe on kind of Swift's period aren't we uh, yes but we're focusing on that but we're also hoping to get behind the facade of georgian life and you managed to work in the tagline which is really amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so we, i suppose that the theme of the festival this year is about georgian dublin mm. but what i find and this came up almost kind of accidentally from talking to people and brainstorming about yeah. the festival and saying you know what does georgian dublin mean to you you know, what, what would you think of when you said George and Dublin? Oh, we choose the doors, the beautiful doors. The kind of the architecture, Absolutely, the doors yeah. with the kind of semicircular thing That's above it. the door. And like the, the majority of people basically, you know, say beautiful buildings, beautiful architecture, so on, the door, so on. But actually, George and Dublin is a really fascinating place. Mm, you know, it's sure. a really interesting place. So that's the idea. We're getting behind that. Georgian door behind into the room into the house what is the, what is society like you know what is the music that people listen to what do they eat um, you know what are they what are they unhappy about like what are the issues of the day there's a big housing crisis I think in Georgian Dublin you know so Some it's really interesting never change. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think we've got mention that go because I know there's going to be a panel discussion yeah that's so right yeah, yeah, we're going yeah, yeah. to be bringing together some really really amazing people to, to discuss the issues of Georgian time and of our own time I understand that say the Archbishop of Canterbury, uh, Justin Welbury, Dr. Mary McAleese, the former president, Paul Lord Paul Bew, Billy Hutchinson, Brian mm. Hobson, more people. They're coming together to talk. Yeah, so it'll be a really amazing event. It's an incredible mm. lineup, first of all, of people, very varied people. Really it'll be a really interesting discussion. And the the kind of the theme I suppose is identity and it's about the, the changing identity of Irish people. So going back to Swift's day, you know, people would have lived in the second city, as you said, second city of the British Empire. You know, they were ruled by the Protestant ascendancy. Dublin was a kind of a Protestant city in those days. People kind of of forget. Um, And then, of course, this year, 
um, by by coincidence, so we're, we're we're celebrating or marking, I suppose, celebrating the disestablishment of the Church of Ireland. It's 150 years. I don't know if you're aware of that. 150 years since the Church of Ireland was disestablished. What does that mean? So in Swift's day, even though the vast majority of the people in the country would have been Roman Catholic, not necessarily in Dublin, but in the country would have been mm. Roman Catholic, the established, the state church was the Anglican church, which is sure. a Protestant church. So that was obviously really deeply unfair, you know, and it also meant that, that the church in Ireland had a connection to, to Britain, yeah. you know. So what happened then, 150 years ago, 1869, the Church of Ireland was disestablished, which means it was no longer the official state church. But it also was kind of the start, maybe, of a drift toward um, a greater sense of Irish independence. Like, so the, the Church of Ireland became yeah. an independent church uh, with its own structures and so on and so forth. So, you know, 150 years ago, there's, there's a kind of start, the rumblings of change. So people are campaigning to bring the parliament back to, to Ireland. Uh, there's rumblings of maybe some people wanting more freedom from Britain. Um, so what we're going to do, I suppose, is kind of contrast those different time periods like 300 years ago 150 years ago and today and of course today you know (laughs) it feels like it's a very you know a really historic time it's 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 so interesting you pick up the papers and it just feels like you're living through a really historic time at the moment what's that chinese proverb may you live in interesting times yeah exactly so (laughs) (laughs) so at the moment you know anglo-irish relations are so interesting you know, that, that Ireland is positioning itself differently now, it's mm. positioning itself as allying itself with the European Union. Um, Britain is going off on its own tact, or, or parts of Britain at least. Yeah. So TBC. TBC. Um, and we're recording this obviously in, in October, so yeah, who, knows, who knows, by the time the Swift Festival happens in November, <laughs> who knows what situation we'll be in. Um, but we're going to have this incredible lineup of people coming in, talking mm. about that idea of identity, you know, I, uh, you know the idea of what's their relationship to Britain, what's their relation, relationship between the church and the state, how is this, how is this going to change, what was it like in Swift's day, mm. you know, so that will be a really, really amazing event, um, and that's on the Saturday, I think, that's on the 23rd. On Saturday. Just having a look here, I know that on the Friday was a really cool event happening, which is Swift and Vanessa, so talking about the ladies in Jonathan Swift's life. Yeah, well, that's, I suppose the... the it's something a bit different as well, isn't it? Because, you know, it's a nice variety, you know. Yeah. So you go from the, the politic, the geopolitical situations mm-hmm. between Brexit. Do you want to break from that? Like a kind sure. of a love story or a love intrigue between yeah. Jonathan Swift and kind of the two women of his life. Um, uh, Stella, of course, Esther of Johnson. Course, yeah. Stella was her nickname. Uh, and um, Esther Van Humrich. So he had a bit of a problem because he had two, people, two women named Esther. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so he basically gave them both kind of nicknames. So yeah. one of them became Stella, one of them became B- Vanessa. And this play that we have on the Friday night, this theatre performance, mm. is kind of dramatising that, 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 that relationship between those three people, Swift, Vanessa and Stella. Okay. So that's a, that's a free gig as well. So you can just come mm. along to the, to the cathedral um, and kind of again immerse yourself in that Georgian, a Georgian love story. Something else that's free is the Swift download. Yeah, so that is something that's really different this year and really something that we should be really proud of as a Swift Festival. We basically have, for the first time ever, commissioned our own content, our own mm-hmm. you know, piece of work. So um, we've partnered up with um, people called Wonderland Productions, 
who I don't know if you were they did they did the Dubliners there. Oh, of course, um, yes, yes. It was a couple of years ago now, um, which is based around James Joyce's um, work, and so it's it's like an immersive audio drama. So you you can listen to in this case Swift's work, his writings, his letters, um, poems that he wrote mm. about the city, but you listen to it uh, in the in the place appropriate, you know. So he might be writing about. Um, you know, a oh, city shower or about how he's course, yeah. Um, so, see, I did listen. <laughs> <laughs> so, you it'll be really amazing because you download it and you can walk around. There's a shortish route going from mm. kind of like Hoy's well, Court, Dublin, Dublin Castle, Castle by the Christ Church, maybe right, by yeah. um, the Lord Ed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Up there, I think his local pub was called the Rose Tavern, it wasn't the Lord Ed in those days, but um, and it goes up by. Christchurch Cathedral and then down by Patrick Street up Francis Street a little Mm -hmm. bit to talk about the Drapier and be Drapier because this is where the inspiration came from Um, and then over toward um, Bullally Street uh, and then over to Golden Lane where you've ever noticed those buildings in Golden Lane? I have I looked up and once again in Dublin if you want to see the best look up from the street yeah that's so true yeah look up and I've seen some amazing plaques. Yeah, that's right. Up on the buildings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, they're actually on the buildings themselves. Mm. Uh, there's little scenes from Gulliver's Travels on the buildings. So we have some sections of Gulliver's Travels, like kind of set against those that, that actual physical Brilliant. environment. Um, and then, of course, it finishes in the cathedral. Naturally. Um, so that's going to be available to download uh, from the start of the festival. So it's from the 21st on this platform, actually. So... Uh, probably, I'm not sure if we're going to record something between now and then, but it'll probably be the next track that you find on this on this podcast. Brilliant. So we've got a lot to lot to look forward to. A lot to look forward to. Save so, the date, twenty first to twenty fourth of November. So we hope, um, I suppose, you can all join us in November. The mm-hmm. tickets are moving pretty fast at the moment. We have such a great program event. Tickets are moving really, really fast yeah. at the moment. So please go to www.johntonswiftfestival.com. Yeah, or .ie. I think or it's either .ie, .ie, or .com. Well, we'll get you in the same location. <laughs> so um, we, we hope to see you all soon. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.